0: everybody this is the longhorn confidential for september 12th 2023 uh first off before we get started happy birthday to my wonderful little sister Alyssa, who absolutely is not watching this because she married into a family of Sooners, so i don't think she cares too much about uh the longhorns but uh i won't hold that against her she's a she's a great great person but happy tuesday to everybody else i'm danny davis the austin american statesman as always joined by Cedric Golden, Kirk Bowles, Thomas Jones. Uh, Thank you for listening to us, wherever you get your podcasts, watching us on YouTube, on the Statesman website. Um, Let's get this started. Normally on these podcasts, we kind of like to look forward about what's next, but I don't think that's going to be the case today. We have a little bit to talk about from this past weekend. Uh, Texas 34, Alabama 24. Team Statesman, we rolled six deep into Tuscaloosa, and we were joined by about... 100,000 of our closest friends at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Millions more watching on home, unless you had Spectrum. but That's all been sorted out, got sorted out on Monday. So (laughs) you'll be able to watch this weekend, uh, Longhorn Network, the Wyoming game. But I'll let the historians like Kirk argue about whether this was the biggest uh, Texas win in the last 10 years, 15 years, whatever. But we're going to start with this game. Thomas, we'll start with you. You have a one game ball. Who are you giving it to?
1: I can't split it between Anthony Hill and Ethan Burke. Uh, I'll give it to Anthony Hill, the freshman linebacker slash edge slash do it all five star recruit. He had two sacks against Alabama, uh, and, and really, th- I think that Texas pass rush has keyed everything in that defense. It's something they lacked last year. They're 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 efficient. They're disruptive. They're chaotic, and they completely messed up Alabama's uh, offense throughout most of the game, especially in the fourth quarter. So I'm going with Anthony Hill.
0: Eric, we'll, we'll, we'll go with you next.
2: Oh, Quinn, all day long. I'm <laughs> telling you. he's. I don't know what he won, the Davey O'Brien Award. How many awards has he already won this week uh, for that Alabama performance? And der- deserves every one of them. Uh, I just love his calm and his poise. And Steve told us on Monday that the only time he felt a little antsy, remember, I don't know what quarter that was, third quarter, maybe they're backed up their own end and there were a couple of shaky passes that you know could have been picked off and that was a little bit scary but the rest of the time he just was uh in control uh poised uh hit a deep ball or two which was kind of nice to see so uh yeah I just thought I thought it was their you know biggest non-conference win since uh, beating Ohio State in 05 and we know what happened that year so Quinn Ewers deserves all the accolades. He had a special performance, and he's the main reason I think they got it done. Ted?
3: Going to be unconventional with this game ball. Steve Sarkeesian gets my game ball because he believed that he could hit those deep balls on Alabama. He didn't give up on the deep ball. He had a – he put he put Milway on the field so he can spend more time with his struggling young quarterback while Steve Sarkeesian can get to the business of coaching the football team. He had a great defensive game plan that confused uh, Milrow and 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 added up to a couple of takeaways. So I think Steve and he Steve Sarkeesian had them calm and ready and confident in that game in that house of horrors. He went in there. He was brash. He said uh, two days before the game, we're going in throwing haymakers. We ain't going in throwing jabs. I love the aggressive mentality of Steve Sarkeesian. He's got belief in that locker room. He's got the Texas Longhorns ranked number four in the country and looking up with Wyoming coming up. So Sark, it was his greatest coaching day of his career by far. He may have arrived. We'll see what happens the rest of the season. But uh, Longhorn Nation is feeling really good about the man calling the shots on the sidelines now.
0: Danny, who you got? I'm going to go with uh, Adonai Mitchell. Um, Obviously, two touchdown catches in that fourth quarter, three through two games here (laughs) at Texas. He is as advertised. Um, This was a talented uh, transfer from Georgia who's won two national titles with the Bulldogs has a touchdown in each of the last four playoff games that Georgia played with. And he has added just an just an incredible dimension to this passing game. I'm going to apologize for the lawn care that's going on right outside my window. Um, we, can't, we can't we can't hear the lawn guy. Keep going. Because I, I definitely can. Um, and <laughs> you just kind of think of what this passing game is right now. I mean, we all knew what Xavier Worthy was. You know, J- Jatavian Sanders is one of the, you know, Top five tight ends in, in the country. He had a great game. If, if one of y'all picked uh, uh AD, I was going to pick uh, Jor- uh, J- J- Jatavian as my as my number two for my second choice for a game ball. And that trio has made Jordan Whittington the number four passing op- option on this passing attack. And when Jordan Whittington is your number four option, that mm-hmm. is a really, really, really <laughs> talented passing Deep. attack. Yeah. And that, that's deep. We haven't even talked about Isaiah Nair this season. Casey Kane mm-hmm. who got a lot of run last year. Jonte Cook who could be the next the next big thing for this team. So there's a lot of pieces, a lot of receivers who just because of the way these top three, four, four guys are playing. Um, just aren't seeing the field or getting that chance yet. And that just says a lot to how talented uh, Adonai Mitchell is, Xavier Worthy, those guys, and just what the season that, that they're having. And, you know, two touchdown catches against that Alabama defense. Had a little fun with, fun with the crowd at, at the end. Um, I think he is deserving of a game ball and all the hype he's received since he transferred in from Georgia. Now, we all know where Kirk Bowles stood before this game. He was the only one of us who picked uh, picked Alabama because that kind of followed his script for the season. He was picking 11-1. For The Longhorns figured they'd beat Alabama. Um, that wasn't the case for me, um, wasn't the case for, for you two. So, I'm going to ask you this Did the results of that Alabama game switch the way you feel about the season? Before the season, I had them going 10 and 2, I had them losing the Alabama game. So, I'm kind of, I guess, I'm as much of a burnt orange homer as Kirk is right now. I'm kind of seeing 11 and 1, 12 and 0 is a possibility, you know, the Big 12 hasn't really impressed me um so far. I think Kansas State's going to be a, a a really tough game coming into to Austin. You know, maybe Oklahoma's a, a little bit on the rebound although the SMU game didn't look spectacular for them. I don't believe in Tech at all, at all now. So, um maybe 11 and 1 is definitely in the shots and my 10 and 2. Uh that was being disrespectful to the Longhorn team. So, uh we'll skip Kirk since he's already talked all about uh, this 11 and 1 Longhorn team said. Are, what did you have them before the season or are you thinking differently at this point?
3: Look at that smug look on Kirk Bowles' face. God, he's smug right now.
2: Is glass half. Oh full? my
3: god. Why don't you cross your arms like run DMC? Good lord. <laughs> um I ain't switching. I'm just gonna leave it alone, Daniel. Whoa. I'm just gonna leave that nine and three where it is. And I hope, What's it gonna I take? hope I'm wrong, but I don't Kirk could tell you this from our podcast. <laughs> I don't switch. Midstream, I leave it leave it like it is, and because I almost switched last year, and then they go and lose to Texas Tech, and I hit it right on the money eight and four. So um, I think they're better than nine and three right now, but I'm not going to switch my prediction. I'm just going to leave it what it is. A prediction. The first three letters of prediction is pre, before. That means before. So um, it's not a in the middle of the season or after two game prediction. It's a prediction. I'm leaving it at that. If they finish ten and two or eleven and one, I will not be surprised. But I'll keep my prediction where it is. So Cedric is a man of honor. Well, I'm
0: more than willing to jump off anything I said and hope that I everyone even give a score. I hope that everyone remembers this podcast instead of what I said in the preseason. Uh, Thomas, uh, you're you're up.
1: Well, I was ten and two with you preseason. Um, you, you know they're going to be favored in every every other game they play this year. I, I mean, simple as that. They still have that Big 12 title game. You're going to have to beat a good team like Kansas State and an underrated team like Kansas, very dangerous Jayhawk team. I'm telling you, you're going to have to beat one of these teams twice because of that Big 12 title game. I think they could go undefeated in the regular season, but I think they could then fall in the Big 12 title game. I'll stay with 11-1 in the regular season. I'll say the Big 12 champions. Um, and still, I think they have an inside track into the playoff. We'll see.
2: You know,
3: you're right. one in the Big Twelve will get them in,
2: and they just got the tiebreaker that win over Alabama on the road is going to probably probably trump what anybody else has. So I think what that's if what if out.
1: Bama what if Bama's a three or four loss team in the SEC? Then that lot, then this win doesn't mean quite so much. So yeah. a lot of moving pieces still.
2: Sure, and the other thing too you mentioned, who are the teams that can beat them? Kansas State, you mentioned Kansas. Yeah. Both of those are at home, and the other That's one's right. probably Oklahoma, which is neutral site. So it, it's lined up great for them. So, bam ain't losing. Bam ain't losing four in
3: conference. I don't care who's quarterback. They could lose three, three, Man. but not four. Not
1: that quarterback. Four. Time time one.
3: Stuff up. I bet that quarterback is it's Nick Saban. His quarterback's going to get better.
2: And Miro's good. He's just inexperienced.
3: Yeah. They just, yeah, they're going to clean some things up. It's a tough schedule. They don't play Georgia, do they? No. Nope. So.
2: And they play, 12, they play South Florida this week, and I think they're favored by, oh, man, two million, I think. They're not and playing Georgia. Alabama, season. giving the points. Yeah, I think
3: they do play Tennessee, though, don't they? I don't know.
1: Very good old team. I think they do
2: play Tennessee. And they go to, a and M and then they have to play LSU oh miss in a couple weeks. You yep. know, Lane Kibbins is giving him some problems. So UT has uh, to root for Bama
1: now because they right. want him to stay Absolutely. a top Absolutely. 10 team.
2: Yes. You're right. Yes. As much as much fun as that was
0: this is not the Crimson Tide confidential. So we're gonna keep it keep it keep uh, it right. running. I'm wearing
3: my crimson okay. uh, Texas, oh, hey. uh Texas will be home this week. Oh died no, no. Can you
2: mute him, Danny.
3: Uh, I, I'm,
0: I'm doing my best. Uh, Texas will be home this weekend um, against Wyoming. That'll be 7 p.m. on Saturday. Obviously, Texas is rolling high ranked fourth in the AP poll. Lots of excitement on campus. I'm sure that game will be sold out this weekend. If it hasn't been sold out already, I need to send that email um, when we get done with that podca- this podcast. But – Wyoming's not a pushover team. This is a 2-0 team. They have had a decent start to their season, upset Tech in the season opener, beat Portland State um, by 14. And I'll make another shout-out to my family. My brother played at Portland State back in the day. Um, but, you know, that Portland State win was a 14-point win over an FCS school, so maybe not as impressive. But they do have that Tech game on on their on their resume. So that is something definitely to keep your eye on. Uh, we'll just go around the room. Is there any chance Texas stumbles? Is, is this a hangover game? Is this a trap game? Is there any chance uh, Texas stumbles with the Cowboys coming to town? I will say no, but that's maybe just the Montana and me, and I just can't see why I'm gonna be beating <laughs> Texas. Uh,
3: Sad, your thoughts? No, I don't think so. Uh, now that they're where they need to where they need to be, and that's in the conversation, in the conversation for top yeah. top five teams in the country, they get to come home sure they've read all week about how great they are now and they've celebrated. And most of the questions in our presser on Monday were about Alabama and not about Wyoming. I don't know that there's a let, I don't think the let down factor is going to come into play. I think they're going to coach them hard this week. I asked Sark about that. I mean, you walked that fine line between how do you, how hard do you coach them? And he said, it took me two 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 and a half years to put the confidence in them. So you're not going to take it out of them. So I think they're going to come out like gangbusters and I think they're going to lay the wood to Wyoming and, and they're going to look great doing it. So, um, yeah, this is, this is where they've been wanting to be for a long time. I don't think they're going to throw it away in one afternoon against the Wyoming Cowboys. I just don't see that. Kirk, any chance that you see, you've seen a lot of stuff
0: on this beat since you've uh, joined the Statesman. Is there any chance of an upset this weekend?
2: Yeah, there's always a chance. And that as, uh, TJ said they're gonna be favored in every game, so we could look at it like every game's gonna be a trap game from them from now on. Uh Wyoming's never beaten Texas. I still remember a game up in Laramie where Justin Tucker ran the fake punt from his own ten yard line and got chastised by one Mac Brown. I don't think he ever, they didn't make it. And I don't think he ever faked a punt again. But you know. Wyoming, like you said, Danny is, is a is a decent to good team, much better at home up there in altitude. Andrew Peasley is a good quarterback. He ran for 68 yards uh, last week. They've got a really good front seven. Uh, they're averaging three and a half sacks a game and they got a great kicker. I mean John Hoyland has already kicked 2 56 yard field goals and he's six of seven in his career. From beyond fifty yards, so it's not it's not a bad team at all. But I gotta believe their their heads are going to be on straight, and the crowd is going to be into it more than probably any other Texas Wyoming game because you know this Longhorn crowd is going to want to celebrate. So I would say there's little to no chance of an upset.
3: He's not going to ever pick one because he got to make that eleven and one stand up, Daniel. He ain't <laughs> picking against Texas for the rest of the year. We don't know that. Yeah, so we. You still
0: have to find that one, uh, TJ. Yeah. On a scale of uh, one to hundred, uh, where where are you uh, where, where do you feel the concern should be?
1: I'm going to give my uh, Wyoming a 10 percent chance. I do think UT will pull away, but I think that first half will be a little concerning for a crowd that wants to coordinate the Longhorns. Look, Craig Bowl, the Wyoming coach, he's one of the better coaches in the nation that, that oh. we have that no one knows. He won, he won three coach. titles, FCS titles at North Dakota State. He's going to have his team prepared. And as Kirk mentioned, their front seven's really good. They stopped the run, and UT will come into this game, I guarantee you, trying to establish that run. And I think they're going to be banging their head against the wall at least for two quarters. I think it's a single-digit score at halftime. Then I think UT pulls away.
0: 10% chance. Okay. Well, uh, we'll, 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 we'll have to see about that. But, yes, uh, you know, Craig, Craig Bull, Chris Kleiman, they both very good coaches at North Dakota State have done exceptional jobs at their at their next stop. So there's no overlooking those resumes. To, and, and by the group.
1: way, do we think Wyoming assistant Oscar Giles is going to have some motivation coming back to Austin? The former Texas uh, standout star coach. They
2: are in reverse, right? Yeah.
3: Isaiah Who? Nice little. <laughs> Nice little
0: connections there, but Texas has done pretty well with the defensive line coach that they that they hired to yeah. uh, replace replace Oscar. Um, Kirk kind of talked a little bit about it in his uh, answer, but what is one thing about this Cowboys team that kind of sticks out to you, that kind of impresses you, um, aside from that 2-0 record? Uh, Thomas, we'll go right back to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked about that running game. Wyoming's given up less than 100 yards rushing a game. Longhorns are averaging about three and a half yards of carry. Now, Sarkeesian, you know, rightfully so, UT ran the ball late in the game against Bama, and Sark was was very happy to see that. But the fact is, 3.5 yards of carry, not very good, and I think Wyoming's going to make things difficult.
2: Kirk? Yeah, and the running game, to me, is kind of the one Achilles' heel that Texas has shown so far. They ranked 90th, 9-0 in the country out of 133 teams. Passing, they ranked 13th. So, you know, are, are they going to be a – they're going to be a, probably a pass-first team all year, uh, but they can't just be a pass-centric team. Are they going to have some problems, you know, down the road against the Kansas States and Oklahoma. So, you know, uh, I guess C.J. Baxter is going to play. Maybe you just kind of sit him out and and save him for the start of conference play against Bader next week. So uh you know, I think that's offensive line is ready to make a statement. And as good as that front is for Wyoming, I bet that's the big point of emphasis is, is uh, you know, running the ball to get that average per carry way up.
0: Sad, what stands out to you about this Wyoming team?
3: I was looking at it. They are they have a couple of linebackers and Easton Gibbs <laughs> and, and Shay Noah. Uh, they're not very big guys. They go about two thirty apiece, but they're very active. Uh, they combined for about almost two hundred tackles last year. Uh, they like the blitz. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna test. They're gonna test these interior linemen because I, I read where they have they love to do the blitz, interior blitzes, and it's not something that uh, Bama did a lot of. I thought Bama thought they could cover Texas on the outside, and Quinn made them pay. And uh, Quinn did not get touched and I know that Craig Bowl has watched this tape and he's going to make those running backs pass protect and he's going to make those interior linemen pass protect I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't blitz I don't blitz 10 or 11 times this game just to see how Quinn reacts to it the Batman's biggest biggest uh, mistake was letting Quinn yours settle in and he settled in and he was comfortable uh, the key is to, the key to any good defense if you're pass rushing is to speed up that little clock in the quarterback's head. Quinn Ewers was using a sundial, that dude was comfortable, and so they're going to try to make him uncomfortable. So look for those linebackers to blitz a lot in this game. I think it showed after that tech game, but I love um,
0: their quarterback and Andrew Peasley. Uh, he was interviewed by I think it was a CBS game after after they knocked off Tech in overtime. This was the quote he gave them. Um, at, the, at the end of this game, it was just take them to the deep end of the pool and they're going to fold. I'm sure if you're a Texas fan you remember what Tech said about Texas last year, you love that quote. I love that quote just because of the swagger and confidence it shows. And as a confident young man, he's a graduate transfer from Utah State. This year so far, five touchdowns, one interceptions, averaging about five yards a carry, has played very well um, for this Wyoming team. So probably not the best. Talent-wise, quarterback that Texas is going to see this season, but you know it's a veteran quarterback. Might be even better than you know JT Daniels at Rice, and you know Texas overlooks him. He is definitely going to make them make them pay, and probably have a couple of fun things to say afterwards to the cameras. If Wyoming can somehow you know come in here and uh, you know record this episode, although it is a Longhorn Longhorn Network game, so if Wyoming does somehow win, I doubt he'll be interviewed. Interviewed <laughs> afterwards, they'll just uh they'll go back to a blackout if that's if that's the case, but. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to talk about the running game, but I think we kind of touched on that. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think the crowd's going to be like on, uh, on Saturday? Um, this Texas team, you know, CDC has done a pretty good job of Kind of bringing excitement back to Texas, uh, the Texas home games. Whether it's Bevo Boulevard, whether it's the Longhorn City Limits. I'm not sure who's uh, if they've announced who's playing on Saturday, um, Saturday night. Um, this team is now really good. It's best, uh, highest ranked team since the beginning of the 2010 season. So on field, off the field, there's going to be a, a pretty big buzz. But do you think it's going to be? I mean, probably not going to be Tuscaloosa last week because that was a pretty cool excitement. But What do you expect to see,
3: um, Cedric, as far as just the vibe and the mood at DKR on Saturday? I'm telling you guys, the people that didn't get to go to Tuscaloosa can't wait to get to DKR this week. And Thomas Jones had the word of the podcast, coronation. (laughs) They're conquering heroes are coming back. And if you didn't get to jump in a fountain last week, then you're definitely going to be at DKR this week to watch them Beat up on Wyoming and maybe just maybe move up another notch. If they win by forty, Bowles might put them in number one. His stuff is fluid. It is fluid. <laughs> I like it, Doc. I'm not. I'm not hating. I like. it. I like that fluid AP poll that you that you put out. So I think it's going to be great. We know they're wine and cheese. We know they're a wine and cheese fan base. But this is as good as they've had it in a long time. And they got to enjoy and, and, and lap up every little morsel that they can get. Because the whole world, I was at lunch and they had the TV on and the college football games, college football shows on ESPN. They had Jalen Ford on live. And then they had another Texas segment. And then another. They're what everybody's talking about, Texas and Coach Prime. Those are the two biggest stories in college football. So I expect it to be packed. I expect them to be raucous. And I expect the Longhorns to deliver a blowout, so it's going to be even bigger this time next week. I think I think the Longhorns are are gonna gonna be received by a bloodthirsty, title hungry, title starved fan base that's looking for blood from here on out. Thomas, uh, what are you what are you expecting on Saturday?
1: Hey, I, I like the word "fluid," said because there, there's going to be a lot of fluids flowing Saturday. Ah. <laughs> This is a night game, y'all. No night fluids, game. No
3: There's fluid. gonna
1: be hours of fluid flowing. There's gonna be fluid flowing at the game. Then those orange lights that CDC's putting the stadium, they're gonna be pumping. It, it's gonna be a party, man. It's gonna be a club. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be wild. I think every now and then the fans might, the students might actually look at the scoreboard. But it's uh it's gonna be fun. Um and, and I think um you two will ride that emotion for a while. And uh Man, I can't wait to see a night game at DKR. It seems like it's been a while.
2: Kirk. It's going to be a party. Going to be a party. <laughs> and I agree with what you guys are saying. I'm looking for some unconventional light show. Yeah, who was it? Was it wasn't the X man that's saying he kind of dig the light show there at the uh, yeah. Dindy? So who did? Yeah, it? It was cool. It
3: was like that a- was cool.
2: It's cool, they really good. Maybe they'll bring the little field fountain, maybe a miniature version in the end zone over there by Bevo and have some players. Maybe Del Conte will jump in or something like that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let the show
0: begin. Yeah, it should be really fun. Um, I will say, not to be too much of a downer, that if uh the fluids are flowing a little bit too much, I, I do hope that the Texas fans police their own people because there was a pretty ugly incident in Alabama this past weekend and that stuff has no um, place in any stands and I don't think that's going to be a problem at DKR but if it does I hope people kind of take care take care of their own and um, make sure that stuff doesn't happen for those who are a little overserved but I think for the most part people are excited to see this team and are excited to celebrate the accomplishments of last week, and it should be, should be pretty fun. Um, you know, Wyoming's a formidable foe, but I think all th- all four of us expect to expect a Texas win. So if, if they do, you know, do get that win and people have been able to party all day, I'm sure by the time everyone gets out of there, you know, whatever it is, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, and the party keeps going, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun, fun night on campus, but uh, that's not the only event going on on campus. It's the only event on Saturday, but uh, throughout this next couple couple days there are some other events worth uh, taking note of the volleyball team which is ranked sixth nationally in the AVCA poll they played on monday uh, swept rice they are back at gregory gym on thursday to face ohio state washington state comes in on friday night those are their last two non-conference matches as a tune-up for conference play so uh, if you're a big, big texas fan you can get a lot of a lot of action in um, in that kind of neck of neck of campus, or you can head to Waco on Thursday evening to see the soccer team, which is ranked 17th in their poll, play Baylor in their conference opener. And this soccer team is doing some pretty good good things too. Has some very talented players who are setting school records, so they're going to be a sight to see throughout the season. So, just uh, two other teams to keep notice, uh, you know, keep track of as you're as you're celebrating this football team. But um, we've teased the rest of the schedule. Let's tease you on Second Thought podcast. Uh, I'm sure guests are lining up to come talk to y'all now that uh, Texas uh, Texas is back on top.
3: Who's who's coming on this week, boys? Are they get, Are they lining up, Daniel? Are <laughs> they lining up to see me in the duck? Uh, last time I said we were efforting a Longhorn legend and didn't get him. So I'm not saying anything. We are still trying to get a – we've got a couple of guests lined up, but they're not seasonal. They're not football guests. So we're going to hold off on them. But, uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully we will have a guest, and if we don't, it's just going to be me and the big guy who celebrated a birthday as well this past week. Happy 27th, Duck. Uh, you don't look a day over 26.
2: That was fun. Good road trip besides Avis, right?
3: Before we go, though, Thomas, how was your first big road trip as a Texas beat rider?
1: <clears throat> I'm spoiled, man. No on, we go. got to bring that energy every time, man.
3: You wait till we go to Ames. You ain't seen nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's go no party like brisket. an Ames party. Ames party don't stop. Got yeah.
2: great brisket names, I hear. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't they, though? Don't they? Yeah, Danny, how was your road trip? Jeff uh, you have fun at the Avis counter? I had, a, I had a blast. I spent most of the time
0: being angry, angry at the world more than I usually am, but... Yeah, that's are
3: something, Daniel. That's us something.
0: Put the put that drama aside, and we eventually got our car. We eventually got some uh, family business taken taken care of within our within our little family here. And it was a fun game to cover and a fun game to watch. So all in all, I can't complain. You know, we all got home safely. We all had a lot of fun stuff to write about, and that's uh that's part of the business. And I think uh I think we are SEC ready. Although in twenty twenty four, the SEC road schedule isn't that crazy. For Texas because I don't think Nashville is going to be Tuscaloosa and College Station that's uh, just going going down and back even though I'm sure Kyle Field would not be the most welcoming uh welcoming place in the world so but you know I uh, guess the down down. Line, we kind of know what to expect we've been to Alabama in the last couple of years we've been to Fayetteville I'm sure it's going be gonna be fun when the Longhorns Longhorns roll into town but I mean, we got Ann Arbor next year big house
2: that's great
0: a- there, there's some good trips if you're if you're a Texas fan who likes to travel and there, there were there were there were some spattering of burnt burnt orange there. The, the Texas, Texas made sure that they were heard um at, at that game among that hundred thousand or so that was um on the Alabama campus. But if you want to read any of our stuff um from last weekend, it's all on statesman.com. If you want to read any of our stuff leading up the Wyoming game, it's all on statesman.com. And if you want to read anything that we write out of the Wyoming uh, game, statesman.com. But we appreciate you reading our stuff. We appreciate you listening to our podcast or watching us on YouTube on statesman.com and just kind of sticking with us throughout the season. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to cover this team this season. So we hope you um enjoy this ride with us. But for Danny Davis, Thomas Jones, Kirk Bull, Cedric Golden, uh, that's it. We'll see. We'll see you next week. Deuces.